Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Filter Watch, small media's monthly podcast on Iranian internet policy. I'm Kyle Bowen. On today's show, we'll talk about a recent report published by Small Media and IC Lab, which aimed to test whether and by what method certain websites were blocked in Iran. We'll speak to PhD candidate Abbas Razak Pana, who led the technical research on the report about some of the findings and what they mean. But first, headlines. Eight people working in Iran's fashion industry have been arrested and formally charged in an industry-wide crackdown by the Revolutionary Guards. Cases have also been opened against 29 other individuals. In a public statement, the Revolutionary Guards Organized Cybercrime Investigation Unit announced that Operation Spider-2 identified a vast network of individuals and agencies in the modeling industry that collaborate with foreign powers under the guise of cultural activities. The announcement also warned that all social media networks, especially Telegram, were being monitored for criminal activity. Press TV reported that Telegram blocked 50 Iranian pornographic channels over a 48-hour period. Previously, ICT Minister Mahmoud Vaizi announced that Telegram is in contact with the Iranian authorities and will close any pornographic channels within 24 hours of a request from Iran's government. Iran's parliament approved a plan to spend $200 million from the National Development Fund to support domestic startups. And that's it for news. Up next, we'll discuss the findings of our recent study which aimed to measure internet censorship in Iran. To discuss these topics, I'm joined by Abbas Razak Pana. He's a PhD candidate in computer science at Stony Brook University, and he led the technical research on the censorship report. Abbas, welcome to FilterWatch. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, so quick background. The report we've just published tested several websites, including some news outlets and financial websites, to see if they were accessible in Iran. We tested from four different vantage points and found some sites, for example, BBC Persian, to be blocked on all, whereas in other cases, the websites were only blocked on some of the vantage points we tested or not blocked at all. We'll get into some of the specifics in a sec, but first I wanted to ask, did I get anything wrong in that setup? Is there anything you would add? Uh, well, I actually read the report, and I'd say that's that's pretty accurate. That's actually um, what's uh, what's happening there. Uh, obviously, with more vantage points, we'd be able to, um, you know, get a better picture of you know the the countrywide state of censorship of of you know the said URLs. But with the with the vantage points that we had and with the methods that we used, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Is there anything in this report that surprised you? Any findings that you weren't expecting? Well, actually, um, I don't know if this is this would be um, too technical or not. But the fact that Iran is well, at least for the for the URLs that we test, uh, is no longer using IP blocking for censoring, you know, encrypted websites, HTTPS websites. It's a bit surprising to me. And this this is actually a new finding for us as well, because that's been, you know, usually the way they've, um, they've always um, blocked access to these to these kind of websites. And, and now they're sort of shifting that to um, another approach, which is looking at um, the server name indications and doing a smarter uh, I mean, somewhat smarter blocking than just entirely blocking the whole IP address of the website. Um, so that was that was kind of a new finding. 
You mentioned that uh, the Iranian government is no longer using IP blocking and perhaps moving to other forms of censorship. What are some of the implications of that transition? I'd say like censorship is like any other sort of, you know, adversarial sort of thing that would evolve in methods and techniques used um, as, you know, the... um, the people who are trying to circumvent it will also do. So if people shift to, you know, encryption more and more, if websites employ encryption for their websites and shift to HTTPS, then, you know, the censors would have no way but to sort of adapt to that and and use new techniques to sort of um, be able to better censor them and, you know, do this with the least amount of collateral damage. Okay, so we've talked about the specific findings regarding various censorship techniques and the accessibility of certain websites. But what are some of the broader implications of what we've found? Well, it seems to me that, well, this is this has been well studied before too, that the censorship apparatus is in Iran is operating at a higher higher level than, you know, than the ISP level based on what we are seeing in the results that we are getting back, we are seeing packets injected at a level that is very likely to be higher um, you know, than the ISP. And this sort of suggests that this is, do- this is being done at a, at a countrywide level. And they, are, um, they have this infrastructure that basically routes all the traffic that is outbound um, from Iran to the outside world. And they're basically filtering everything that is passing through them. And uh, they have on-path um, middle boxes that sort of are responsible for this censorship. And they look at content and they, you know, um, inject stuff back into the stream whenever they, they find something that needs to be censored. So that's, that's basically what the data is telling us here. You mentioned that this report, along with other research, suggests that Iranian censors operate at a level higher than ISPs. Is that a new development, or has that been going on for a long time? I think it started at around 2008, 2009, when when Iran uh, had its elections. I'm not really um, I'm not really sure about the specific time at which it started, but it's been around for you know quite some time now. I guess what they found was that with the with the growing um, number of websites and the growing, you know, amount of content that they they wanted to block, a decentralized system where they would provide people ISPs and networks with a list of things to be censored and burdening them with censoring that, you know, that content would no longer work because of the sheer amount of things that they wanted to censor and the frequency at which that content needed to be updated. So they they sort of shifted to this uh, countrywide sort of network that locks everything down and, you know, has control, complete control over everything that is being sent out that is not encrypted. Okay, so we'll have to leave it there. Abbas, thanks so much for speaking to us today. Sure, no problem. In our last segment, we'll look at a few interesting statements from Iranian politicians and ICT policymakers. Minister of Culture and Islamic Guidance Ali Janati said that Rouhani's government would support freedom of speech and freedom of thought. He mentioned that one of the reasons the recent election proceeded smoothly was because of the widespread usage of social media and mobile phone app. He also noted that social media gave people a platform to discuss their opinion and decide what they wanted on election day. 
Bahar Bahri, Deputy Director of the Computer Trade Union, said that IT companies from seven European countries are keen to invest in Iran's market. The countries include Turkey, Ireland, Moldova, France, Bulgaria, Italy, and Canada. He noted that some European companies are concerned about engaging in trade with Iran, though he expressed hope that the lifting of sanctions will encourage them to engage with the Iranian market. Deputy ICT Minister Mehdi Motoshami said that Iran and Turkey have signed a number of agreements within the IT sector, including agreements to transfer updated technologies to Iran. And that does it for this episode of Filter Watch. You can download previous episodes as well as today's show on iTunes or SoundCloud. Remember to visit us online at smallmedia.org.uk and follow us on Twitter at small underscore media. Thanks for listening.